The highest and most prestigious award in the United States military is the Medal of Honor. It is awarded only for acts of extreme valor and bravery. Established during the Civil War in 1863, it has been awarded 3,506 times. If you read through the list of Medal of Honor recipients, you will read stories of heroism, honor, and sacrifice. Of all of the Medal of Honor winners, however, there was one recipient's story which really stood out to me. It went beyond bravery and valor to just genuine badassery. This is the story of Lloyd Burke, an otherwise mild-mannered man who in one five-and-a-half-hour period became Superman. Learn about his story on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond Bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. This episode is sponsored by Fluent in Three Months. Have you ever wanted to learn a foreign language and do so quickly? My friend Benny Lewis over at Fluent in Three Months might be able to help. Benny has spent over a decade language learning around the world. His techniques have helped tens of thousands of people learn the languages they want to learn quickly through both his online courses and his language hacking guides. I've personally met Benny in many places all over the globe and have seen his language skills in action. He doesn't just talk the talk, he walks the walk when it comes to language learning. And I'm sure he'll be able to help you too. To sign up for his free Speak in a Week email course, just go to fluentin3months.com or click on the link in the show notes. Lloyd Burke was a mild-mannered first lieutenant from Arkansas. 
Having served in World War II with an engineering corps in Italy, he returned home to attend college and the ROTC at Henderson State University. After graduating, he accepted his officer commission and was sent to Korea in 1950. During his tour of duty, he earned the Distinguished Service Cross, two Bronze Stars, and two Purple Hearts. However, this story surrounds the events of October 28, 1951. On this day, Lloyd Burke became Captain America. It's almost hard to believe what he did because it reads like the script from an action movie. I'm going to be reading directly from a public domain retelling of Burke's actions that days because I don't think I can necessarily tell it any better. It begins. Burke's tour of duty was almost over in October 1951. At the time, Burke was found at the rear of his regiment. He had a plane ticket in his pocket and was eager to see his wife and infant son. Two miles away, Burke's company was attempting to cross the Yakokchan River. The company was hindered by a large and well-entrenched Chinese force on Hill 200. The battle raged for days, with 2nd Battalion's attacks being constantly repulsed. At first, Lieutenant Burke kept up with the reports. Eventually, he couldn't remain any longer on the sidelines. As he himself stated, I couldn't see leaving my guys up there without trying to do something. When Burke was at the base of Hill 200, he was shocked to witness his company's strength reduced to 35 traumatized survivors. Burke described the condition of his company. These men were completely beat. They lay huddled in foxholes, unable to move. They all had the thousand-yard stare of men who had seen too much fighting and too much death. Burke dragged up a 57mm recoilless rifle and shot three rounds at the closest enemy bunker. The bunker itself was a wooden-fronted structure covering a cave which was dug into the overall hillside. The Chinese attacked American troops by hurling grenades from their trenches. Burke aimed his M1 rifle at the trench and shot every soldier who rose to throw a grenade. Unfortunately, the grenades were still being thrown. After firing an eight-round clip, Burke decided to take more drastic measures. As he recalled, I consider myself a pretty fair shot, but this was getting ridiculous. I had to do something. After laying down his rifle, Burke took a grenade and ran approximately 30 yards to the trench line. He avoided enemy fire by hurling himself at the base of a dirt berm that was two feet high. When the Chinese momentarily stopped firing, Burke jumped into one of the trenches with a pistol in one hand and a grenade in the other. He shot five or six soldiers in the forehead. Burke also fired at two soldiers from further down the trench. Afterwards, he threw his grenade in their direction, jumped out of the trench, and placed himself against the dirt berm. The Chinese were aware of Burke's location and began throwing grenades at his position. Most of the grenades thrown rolled downhill and harmlessly exploded. Some of the grenades, however, did explode near Burke. He managed to catch three of them and toss them back at the Chinese. At the same time, troops from Burke's company threw grenades, however some of the grenades exploded near Burke. Burke abandoned the dirt berm by crawling off to the side where he found cover in a gully. The gully itself ended further up Hill 200 at a Korean burial mound. He saw the main Chinese trench, which was approximately 100 yards away. The trench was covered in enfilade and was curved around the hill and contained many Chinese troops. Surprisingly, the Chinese were relaxing, with some of them talking, sitting, and laughing, while others were throwing grenades and firing mortars. Burke went down to the gully to the company's G position and told Sergeant Arthur Foster, the senior NCO, get him ready to attack when I give you the signal. Burke then dragged the last functioning Browning Model 1919 machine gun and three cans of ammunition back up the hill. On top of the burial mound, he mounted the machine gun, set the screw to free traverse, and prepared his 250-round ammunition box. He began firing at the nearest part of the Chinese trench where the mortars were located. After Burke shot at all of the Chinese mortar squads, he then fired upon a machine gun emplacement. 
Afterwards, Burke fired up and down the trench at Chinese soldiers, too shocked to react. Eventually, the Chinese fled down the trench in a panic. Burke continued to fire until his Browning jammed. While attempting to clear his weapon, an enemy soldier started throwing grenades at him. Burke not only ignored this, he also ignored the grenade fragments that tore open the back of his hand. Eventually, Burke was able to clear his weapon and kill the Chinese grenadier. Meanwhile, Sergeant Foster led a small group to Burke's location and was told by Burke to provide extra firepower. Burke and the others were convinced they were under siege from a full-size force instead of a few skirmishers. As the Chinese retreated, Burke wrapped his field jacket around the Browning's hot barrel sleeve and tore the 31-pound weapon off its tripod. He then wrapped the ammunition belts around his body, walked towards the trench, and fired upon retreating units. Foster and his men followed. When Burke ran out of Browning ammunition, he used his 45 caliber automatic and grenades in order to clear out the bunkers. At Hill 200, Burke killed over 100 men and decimated two mortar emplacements and three machine gun nests. For his actions, he was awarded the Medal of Honor at a White House ceremony on April 11, 1952. End quote. It's almost hard to believe that this happened. Expert marksmanship, catching and returning live grenades, grabbing a machine gun like Rambo, and throwing himself very much into harm's way. I'm shocked that a movie has never been made about this. The script practically writes itself. Lloyd Burke went on to serve in Vietnam, leading a regiment of army rangers. After he was shot down in a helicopter, he suffered a long hospital stay, after which he served as the Army's liaison to the United States Congress. He retired at the rank of full colonel in 1978. Burke passed away in 1999 at the age of 74 and was buried with full military honors at Arlington National Cemetery. Executive producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is James Makala. Special thanks to everyone who supports the show over on Patreon. Please remember to leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. Even a simple review can really help the show get discovered in the sea of other podcasts that are out there.